Hey, hey, it's A. I'm B. And I'm C. And you're tuned into The Jizz Podcast. To the Gist Podcast. This is B. I'm C. And I'm A. And this episode is titled Blackout. So we like to start each episode with a segment called Get to Know Your ABCs. And today's um, game is name three of your favorite modern day Negro spirituals. All right. <laughs> C, you're up first. <laughs> okay. Um. So I think I am going to go with the first one would be International Players Anthem by UGK and... Andre, Andre 2000, 2000 and all of them. Okay, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, the second would probably be March Madness by y'all's niggas' favorite Toxic King, Future. <laughs> Whenever that song plays, I mean, yeah, it's getting rowdy. Um, and then last but not least, if you know me, you know. Oh, the last song we already <laughs> to say freestyle by little baby we're gonna uh, make a compilation video literally there's so many videos of me getting hype i know it word for word that is my she shit knows the ad-libs she everything can even, she can everything. even go into pro tools and recreate the <laughs> instrumental when the beat drops they should know just back the fuck up because i'm about to go in so those are my three um, I think my three will be uh, Wipe Me Down by Boosie. By the way, I do not stand for all of that uh, nonsense you've been doing your, lately. No. no. Um, <laughs> do not put your pussy lips on live for $1,000. I'm begging you. But um, yeah, Wipe Me well, Down. Well, do that. Don't do it for free. Well, yeah, if you're going to do it, I guess do it for free. 1000 is a little, but um, you know, it's, it is what it is. But yeah, when Wipe Me Down comes on, I mean, there's no way that you're going to look around and people are not like going in on that song um my second one will probably be um oh you know what this is a good one especially if you're from houston texas because literally i have never seen i've never been in a room and this song came on and people did not sing um i'm so high even when it's coming down yeah, just, just met a girl so she from an age town said my name is drizzy yeah and so that's nobody real <laughs> That's my second one. And then um, my third one is uh, Down For My Niggas by C Murder. Um, but the mother niggas come down for my niggas. Hey. So that song gets everybody hyped. So that will be my uh, top three favorite modern day Negro spirituals. What about you, A? Okay, so my top three, the first one I'm going to go ahead and uh, say back that ass up. Because once that comes on, I don't care what you're doing anywhere. You could be at church. No, I'm sorry. You're not going to be at church. But like you. you <laughs> That's you, an you interesting be, church service. <laughs> you could be anywhere and you're going to run to dance or, or just like bend over to throw an ass. So that's definitely one. Um, Can We Talk? I think that song has always been great. But in the recent like year or so, it's gained a lot of popularity. And like once that song comes on, it could be the thuggest, the thuggiest, 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 thuggiest. The thuggiest man at the most the gangster, club, the most whatever hood man is gonna start to sing that song. So I think that's a good one. Um, this is for me personally. I think this is a spiritual. Is itty bitty piggy? Oh yeah. When that song comes on, the ladies. everybody knows that song word for word. Even like, men know that song. Yes, low key. that we thing is amazing. And I think two honorary mentions being from Houston. One's gonna be Mo City Don. Oh yeah. Um, and then of course. 
when you're at brunch and you want to eat your eggs and niggas start swag surfing <laughs> next to your fucking bacon. Grits. You know that song is coming on. So yeah, that's my that's the honorary mention too. So the second question for um, get to know your ABCs. When did you realize that uh, race and culture will always impact the way you navigate the world? Um, about like how old or like I, I was probably maybe I was definitely a teenager, maybe mm-hmm. like seventeen, eighteen. I feel like you kind of, I mean, you always knew you were black, but I think you're you're getting older, you're going into the real world, you kind of are realizing that not, I mean, being black is not a negative, but you kind of look at society sometimes looks at it as a negative Mm -hmm. and you have a lot of odds against you and that you start to kind of experience racism. So I, for me, it was probably around 17, 18 when I was going off to college. For sure. Um, I think mine was definitely in college because I think before college, um, where I grew up, we were, it was predominantly like my, uh, minorities. So I didn't have, there wasn't like a, something to make me feel different from white people or from anybody else. Um, mm-hmm. we're all kind of the same. And that was up until, uh, high school ended. And then when I went to college, I went to PWI, which is a predominantly white Institute. And, um, that's when I walk into my freshman class and was like, damn, it's like, one of me and like 700 of y'all so it's like that's when I realized that like race and culture was going to start to impact the way I navigate the world because I never it was like that was never a thing for me before I went to college so for me I kind of um my answer kind of lies in between both a and c's um I think for me I I, I first went to school in a leaf and I, I went uh, I was in Ailey for all of elementary school and a little bit of middle school, and I moved to, I guess, a more sub- suburban area. Um, that's actually where I met C. And I wouldn't. So the question is, when did I realize that it would impact the? It would always impact the way I navigate the world. I wouldn't say at that moment I realized it would always impact me, but it was the first time that I became like really aware of um, me being like an other because, like A said. And A, you were in uh, A Leaf too, right? Yes, sir. Southwest A Leaf, Texas. You feel me? Raised, so not I think born. All but... of us actually had started off there um, in the Southwest area. So uh, C included. So for me, being there for like what twelve years, like A said, it was predominantly like Black Africans, maybe you know some Hispanics in the mix. Uh, in the mix, and then I got to, um, I, I moved out to the outskirts of Houston, which is in Rich, Richmond, Texas, and a lot of my classes had so many white people, and I was just kind of like, oh, okay, and just the culture in general was just different, so I think that's when I first became aware of, like, a difference, but um, I will agree with A that I didn't really realize it was going to always be um an impact until I got to college. Like once I got to college, I kind of started to really see like, Hmm, yeah. Racism or like stereotypes that are, um, drive from racism will probably never go away. So, yeah. Um, so this next segment is called fighting solo. Shout out to Jason Derulo. He's been um, putting out uh, <laughs> great content, on, great TikTok. content <laughs> on TikTok. And it's so funny. It just shows you how like social media is such a herd community because people were dogging him. And now everybody's like, hey, no, low key, the content, it really slaps. He's kind of like, re- very creative, to He's be very creative. So yeah, if you couldn't tell, it's a play on his song from when we were like, what? Middle? 10th grade. Riding, what, what is riding solo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so... 
how do you guys, or do you guys feel that other people of color support the black community the way that the black community supports them? Absolutely no. not. No. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Like, you know what? That's the answer, no. It's just that's, no. That's like, the, it's a hard no. A hard hell no. Like, <laughs> fuck no. Because even with the whole COVID thing, like, initially you know, y'all's president was saying that it was a Chinese virus and all that, and black people were like, no, don't say that. Like, that's so racist, that's so mean. And to turn around that the Chinese are actually being racist towards us, like, people that that are in China who are black, like, I'm like, okay, we tried to defend you all, now it's this, like, no, so. Don't say we, because I did not. (laughs) Does anybody have anything else to add to that? The answer is no. The answer is no, period. Uh, so, do you feel protected by black men? I think I feel protected by, I feel, prote- I, okay, so I do feel protected by the black men that are directly in my life, okay. um, meaning like my brothers, my significant other, but honestly, I, after that, no, like, if I'm being honest, because I think even having black male friends or African-American male friends, like, I don't feel like they would protect me, if I'm being honest. Like, there's never been a situation where, like, especially in college and stuff, when things will happen on 6th Street or we'll go out and we'll turn up. Like, if something happens, I never felt felt like I could rely on them for protection. Um, So if I'm being honest, no, in my experiences. But I have seen in the outside world, like, black men being very protective over black women. So I see that it is is a possibility now. Um, But I definitely think they can get much better. C, do you have anything to add? I agree with um, A. I definitely feel protected by, of course, like my dad, um, uncles. But um, no, not really. Um, I do know that there are there are black men that exist that do protect the black woman. But I feel like a lot, a lot of things like you see on the videos on social media and all that, it's of them bashing black women. I feel like it's in our face a lot that they don't, but I mean, I do know realistically they do. I just have yet to experience it. I I, I agree with what uh, both A and C said. I think for me, what I've, I actually have quite a bit to say on this, but I'll try my best to sum it up. Um, I feel like it's, it is kind of a deep thing. Um, I feel like hmm, there's a racial totem pole in society and basically at the top of the totem pole is white men, then white women, and then quote unquote people of color men, then people of color women, mixed men, mixed women, <laughs> then black men and black women. So I feel like black men, I mean, black women are at the bottom of the totem pole. And I feel like sometimes the natural instinct is if you are, you know, oppressed, you try to pretty much exhibit oppressive behavior towards someone that you can do that towards so I think like sometimes with certain black men it becomes a fear of like being associated with less than and that's why you see quite a few black men that you know instead of to like date their you know white significant other peacefully and quietly you'll see them like yeah you know these black bitches blah 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 and it's like why are you coming so hard at us? Like nobody said it. Nobody silence a black man dating a black a white woman. Yeah, black bitches ain't shit. Da 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 da. It's like, and they'll be like, oh, you know, black women who date white people do that too. But yeah, but I don't see it that often to be honest. And um, normally, most black women I know that date outside their race, 
they're just like, you know, sometimes it's hard for them to find like a black man that, you know, just truly makes them feel appreciated. So sometimes they end up just looking elsewhere. Uh, so I think it just kind of boils down to a fear of being associated with less than. And I think society in society, like black women are at the bottom of the totem pole. But I think we're also starting to see a shift where black women are kind of rising above black men on that totem pole because a lot of black women are going to school at higher education. If you look at statistics, we are um, we're hired more like at a, at a higher rate than black men. Um, white employers usually tend to trust a black woman over a black man. And um, I think you're starting to see a shift in that in that um, status, that hierarchy. And I think some black men in an attempt to try to hold some sort of power, they, they do tend to like bash us. But I've also noticed in recent years, like there are more black men that are a bit, um, it's kind of hard to like discern whether it's performative or whether like it's genuine. Yeah. But I've seen like a lot more black men in recent years coming out and, you know, sticking up for black women and being more vocal with their support. Cause you know, there's definitely been black men that support, but it's like a quiet support. Like I, I do want to marry a black woman, blah, 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 but they'll see like their homeboys, you know, bashing a black woman. They won't really say anything. Right. It's just very quiet support. So I've noticed it being a, a little bit louder in, in recent years, but um, sometimes I do think it's a little performative and sometimes I think it's genuine. So, or they'll get on Twitter and say that, um, why are we mad at bad Barbie, bad baby for wearing box braids when we wear weave? So it's just stuff like that. And it's like, y'all could have just sat there and ate your food and been, been quiet that just makes us black women feel like, you know, like we're and, just not as protected by you guys as we should be. And those questions, I feel like you're, you know, the answer you're doing, you're it's gaslighting. You're yeah. Like you're trying to make it look like we're crazy. You already know what the issue with that is. It's the issue of a white person wearing box braids in and of itself is not an issue. It's the fact that black women are still to this day being like, discriminated against because of it the same exact thing babies in school like being suspended right because they have dreadlocks or braids but then a white person does it and it's like oh it's it's cool it's hip right it's it's whatever this and that honestly shout out to dr umar for protecting black women No, no, Umar no, that's hilarious. Protect, no, I'm, that I mean, guy, I, I mean, that guy's a clown. He, <laughs> is, he is very like out there, but some of the stuff he says, like, of the, yeah, some he has a few, you got out of all of the stupid shit he says, there's a few gems in there. No, there's a few bad. hidden gems in there. Um, gifts, 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 donations, donations. <laughs> so, uh, last question for this segment, guys. Uh, how true is the angry black woman stereotype, and have you ever been that angry black woman? Uh, um, I think it's kind of BS to be honest, because when a white woman is a little assertive or they call it um feisty. powerful feisty or if a latina well, she's is cert- assertive assertive no she- they call it sassy Sa- sassy. sassy but when it's a lot la- if it's a latina it's feisty mm-hmm. oh ca- she just caliente mm-hmm. she just has a little oh, this, spice, this a little kick Cuss me out again it's sexy exactly but when it's a black, black woman, woman then all of a sudden and it, it could just be us expressing something we don't like we can never say any express our feelings without coming off as angry um I work in a male-dominated field, and I am one of the few black people at my company, and I get this a lot, like, my name is, I mean, my name is not hard to me, but a lot of people cannot pronounce it, so, and I don't let people mispronounce my name, 
uh, I just think it's disrespectful. So every time I correct somebody or like if they're calling me by my name, it's not pronounced right, and I just won't answer. They're like, oh, well, you're a little hostile. You come off a little hostile or a little angry because I want you to say my name right. Wow, like, sorry. <laughs> it's like any kind of correction I give anybody at work, it's, it's me coming in. off yeah. as hostile or angry or me expressing something I don't like. It's me being angry. Like, no, why can't I just express myself? Mm-hmm. Like, And granted, I do know I am a little bit more assertive than most people, but I don't think that means that I'm you're an, an angry, angry black, black woman. woman. Like, right. this is who I am. And I don't consider myself angry. So, yeah, I think it's definitely BS. I'm just opinionated, and that's exactly all it is. Like, yep. I, I pretty agree. much agree with C. I think that um, I, I will say, women in general, I know that anytime women speak up, especially in the professional place, it is automatically looked at as like bitchy. But I think there's just an added layer there when you are a black woman because when like white women are usually just perceived as like softer and more delicate and black women, like you can literally be smiling and be like, Hey, I noticed that, you know, you did X, Y, Z, you know, just for future reference, we actually are supposed to do it this way. And it'd be like, Oh, did you see how bitchy she was about, you know? And that's not to say that happens everywhere, but like you've experienced that kind of like what it gaslighting, I guess on some form, whether it was in college or, working so um yeah i don't have much to add to that i pretty much agree with what c said a same no i agree as well too uh so the next segment is called black to work so um first we want to touch on code switching do you guys do it and do you feel like it's still necessary to do today um i feel like nowadays how do i put this like i feel like it's i i wouldn't call it code switching i I would call it just knowing how to act whenever you're in certain uh, environment assimilating read the room kind of sort of yeah just yeah. reading the room like i i feel like i'm i don't go to work and automatically become a white woman um i go to work and automatically become professional because i'm in a professional setting mm-hmm. i don't think that's to say that like because I'm, I'm professional i'm not acting black or i'm not a black person like i'm just professional so i don't I, so i wouldn't call it code switching because i think that creates like a negative connotation of like being professional equals white exactly yeah so um yeah that's my take on it i think that's a really good point it's a great point um i agree i think that obviously like they said uh you do have to kind of read the room um i think we've seen an interesting increase in black owned businesses over the last few years so i feel like when if you happen to be lucky enough to work at you know a black owned business you you probably have the chance where you can just you know be a little bit more relaxed or a little more free um we're from the south so obviously you know when we're in our element we do have like a southern accent and sometimes like if you're in the workplace if i'm in the workplace i'll speak for myself i am a bit more cognizant of my accent to just make sure like Cause people just kind of look at it as like, Oh yeah, you, you don't really know what you're talking about. Are you ignorant? So I am a bit more cognizant of the way that I'm speaking in the workplace. But like a said, I just look at it more as like a professional way of communication. Uh, see, do you have anything to add to that? Y'all said everything I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So black coworkers. So in your experience, um, have you had more of a positive or negative experience with black coworkers in the workplace? Um, for me, I have had, I haven't had any negative experience with the few black people I have worked with. Um, the few black people I worked with have um, helped me like kind of navigate through my career, like giving me the tools, giving me like um, a lot of professional advice. So I've had nothing but positive experiences with 
the and it's usually black males. Uh, uh, so yeah, I do know people do have negative experiences um, with black coworkers because all skin folk ain't chicken folk. Ain't mm-hmm. that what they said? Yes, sir. Um, for me, I would say that it hasn't been negative or positive. It's just been like insignificant. Um, I feel like the black people that I have worked with haven't made any impact on how I view my, you know, my job or my company. It's kind of just been um, me type of thing or like me for- for- forming my own presence in my company. I don't think I've ever been helped significantly by a black person it hasn't been like okay like i'm black you're black let me reach out and like you know help you navigate things like she has had her experiences with mine has just been like okay i'm black you're black in this space cool like i see you when i see you type of thing um i think more so i would say that there's been more people of color like non-black people of color who have helped me more than black people have and i think that um you know that's kind of just been my experience and also i think there's another level of it being nigerian like see like having a black co-worker versus a nigerian co-worker i think that's also a different take on things as well too um because for me nigerian co-workers i would say they have been more helpful uh to me because they know i'm nigerian versus a black person kind of just you'd be like okay hey like you're black cool and sometimes i mean black people do um they kind of see you as a threat as well too like mm-hmm. if like if they're the only black person in the space and like you come in it's like you're infiltrating their 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 role as a token black person and like you know that can also create some type of uh dynamics in the workplace so yeah yeah, so uh, this is B. I think my experience is a little bit more closely related to A's. I've had um, experience on both spe- both ends of the spectrum. Um, at my last job, I had a horrible experience. I had a black manager, actually. And when I in- initially found out our new manager was going to be black, I was excited because I felt like, oh, she's going to be a black woman. Like, Not that I felt like, oh, I would get special treatment, but I just felt like, you know, she'd under, she'd be more understanding. Um, and oh my God, it was not that. It's like, cause you're black. They want to like, kind of like put more pressure on you, like make you like, kind of like put more, uh, she kind of felt like she had, yes, because you're black and they don't want to seem like they're showing any, yes, exactly. And I feel like a lot of, a lot of the black experience, it stems from like, not to be like uh cliche but i feel like it does stem from this like system what do they call it systematic or systemic mm-hmm. racism systematic. yeah i feel like a both lot of, of it stems from there. <laughs> both of them both of them systematic systemic whichever one. whichever one is correct <laughs> i feel like a lot of the black experience does stem from there because we kind of have been like uh indirectly taught to be like um to have something to prove all the time like we have to work twice as hard to show that like we're worthy of something that you know a non-black person doesn't really have to work as hard to do not saying non-black people don't work hard but you you know if you're black you know what I'm saying like you have to work twice as hard and I feel like my manager always felt like she had something to prove and it was like baby girl you've already like you're you're a manager like you don't have to you don't have to come so hard and um I I feel like the other black coworkers I had at that specific job had like a crabs in a barrel um, mentality. Like they just want to pull everyone down with them. Like only one of us can be at the top at a time. Mm -hmm. So um, that was a horrible experience for me. Whereas now like the black people in my workspace are super supportive. Like 
I, I, I can't quite say I've experienced something with uh, like how C has where they've like really taken me under their wing and like um, helped me advance in my career. But also I'm kind of in a, um, a workspace where advancing is a bit hard. Like there's not much room for um, that in general in this job, but they are super supportive. There's no malice. There's like, they always have your back. Even if like they want to give you tips on something, they'll pull you to the side. Like, Hey, I'm just letting you know, like, this is how this is. Or if you want to get this done, you do this. Like it's been super, um, positive. So I've had both ends of the spectrum. And like, uh, um, a said, which kind of segues into, um, the next question, um, in addition to being black, we're also Nigerian. So that has extra layers to the work experience. So have you guys, seen any added layers because of the Nigerian aspect? Um, I would just say, I guess on a lighter note, like whenever you have a Nigerian coworker, they always want to like, I am you or like, you like, <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh, so, um, Hey, I saw your name in the directory. <laughs> Where are you from again? Like, come on, like, you know, I'm Nigerian, like just cut, <laughs> cut, cut, cut the BS too. Right, like, no, but that's, that's one thing that I know, I know it happens all the time. Like, yeah. Um, mine's really just like the pronunciation of the names. That gets very annoying, um, very, very annoying. And I don't know, white people do this a lot when they find out you're Nigerian. They're like, oh, you're from Nigeria? Oh, you yeah, have a friend in Kenya. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Angola, okay, good, good for, for you. <laughs> yeah, if there happens to be any white person listening to this, Please know Y'all that when, do better, you, when you period. meet, like, when you meet somebody from another country and you're like, like, say you meet someone from Nigeria, and you say like, oh yeah, I know some, I, I have a friend from Kenya. That's equivalent to if you tell me like, oh, you're from Texas. And I'm like, oh cool. I have a friend from New York. Like that's literally <laughs> what it sounds like. It's like, okay. Where's the correlation? <laughs> Kenya have to do with Nigeria? Um, so yeah, for me, I would say, I would echo what both A and C said. Um, uh, Nigerian men specifically love seeing your name in the directory, man, oh man. your Nigerian last name and being like, Oh, are you Nigerian? It's like, now, come on. You thought like a white person had this last <laughs> name. Um, and with, uh, Nigerians, sometimes if they're older, they do kind of like take, um, like a more like parental role. Like they try to guide you a little bit more, which is cool. Um, and if they're like around your age, it just depends. Like they, you can end up being really cool with each other or it could just be a little bit of a, I don't know. Competition. Yeah. Competition yeah. in a way. Uh, last question for this segment, black to work, um, black businesses. So what are some positives and mm. negatives that you've had, like experiences you've had with black businesses? So I need a deep <laughs> breath before this. Before this no, cause I really don't want it to sound like I'm just shitting on black businesses because I really do like supporting them. Like my mm. nail tech right now, I go to a black person. Like mm -hmm. I'm, I try to support black people as much as I can, but as much as y'all allow yes you, but man. come on man y'all got to do better with the customer service and i see this argument all the time on twitter like oh we don't shit on other um businesses business owners that have horrible customer service first of yes, all yes i, I do, do. do and it doesn't happen as much because they have better have, they have yeah. better customer service i'm sorry like black people have such great they can have such great um skills. product such great skills content but, but the customer, the customer service, service lacks so much and it's just like I just want I just really want us to do better um to be honest I've had mostly bad experiences yeah. with the customer service of black owned businesses can we talk about the hairstyles that we both went to and yeah Dallas? so I'm just gonna do a quick little a quick little yeah a quick little story um me and a got our hair done in Dallas 
one weekend before coming to Houston. And uh, this lady had, like, she did great hair. Um, we both got our hair done. Our appointment, her first appointment is at 10 a.m. We were her first appointment. The lady didn't show up till like, 10.45. Um, she didn't was, say anything. Didn't say didn't, anything. Didn't, didn't, didn't say sorry. She was not personal at all. She was very rough. Hair, yeah, rough like, on the head. So that is one thing. She, she, it was a horrible was experience. Was and that's just one of many. Um, I've shopped at black-owned like apparel companies. When you're asking about, like, oh, where is my order? Like, just getting an update. They, they take forever. Attitudes, or like, they take forever to reply. Or they won't even say anything. They'll just send out a tracking the tracking number like five days later, like right. there's no communication. To be honest, the best black experience I've had, honestly, has been recently when I just tried this new nail tech. She was on time. She was very professional. And but usually it's pretty not the best, to be the honest. The best experience I've had was actually in Atlanta. It was this nail shop. It was a black owned nail shop in Atlanta. So professional. Like I didn't know that it was black owned until I walked inside. They had great music, like everything was clean. It was beautiful. It was like really upscale and really nice. Um, one thing I didn't sit well with me is that like they had white people there that were like getting their nails done. I was like, slavery's over. Like, why y'all here? But nonetheless, like it was a very good experience. <laughs> and um, we actually. <laughs> she, and she's being very serious. She uh, just kept going. <laughs> it was a very, it was a great experience. Like I was ranting and raving about it. Like, cause it was just so, such a pleasant experience. Cause it's rare that I have such a good experience at black owned things um so yeah but i mean I, i've definitely had good experiences with black businesses too like like my tax my tax guy he's amazing oh, he's great um i i i referred him to a, a lot of my friends and he's he he really takes pride in his business so i think that it's just a matter of like i feel what it is is that nowadays society and everyone is saying like oh like be an entrepreneur like start your stuff and it's like yeah do that but also like don't rush it to the point where like you're pissed off at your clients or customers because they want good good customer service like that's a part of your business plan that's a part of everything like you have to do so it's like don't rush into wanting to be an entrepreneur just because you're black and then end up giving crap service and we actually touched on this in episode one. Like, everybody is not meant to be an entrepreneur. Like, it's really okay. It's okay to work a nine to five. It's not, I mean, just because that's not, that might not be what I want to do for the rest of my life. It's okay if that's what you want to do the even, rest of your life. Even it's not a if that's what you have to do. Like, yeah, it's okay. Even if you don't do a nine to five, you don't have to be an entrepreneur. You don't have to start a business. There's plenty of other ways to make money that's not a nine, a nine to five. So just be cognizant of the fact that if you're doing a business, that means you're delivering a service and you have to have quality. If you're not a, a people person, don't do something that's client facing. Like, don't. Exactly. Exactly. interact with us do something behind the scenes learn how to code do something that you know something like that i don't know yeah from my experience i've had both positive and, ne and negative i really would actually like to shout out queen cosmetics um it's spelled k-w-e-e-n cosmetics um she actually i'm not quite sure if she's black she or is, not I think. I think she might be biracial oh she has well the world looks like her as black yeah i don't black. know but yeah, yeah. I, I don't one fifth rule one the what's that three, one drop three fifth rule. Drum, drop, whatever it is i don't know but uh, i thought i think she's black so i don't know maybe she can correct this but anywho uh she has a cosmetic line obviously she bitch, i'm not black <laughs> she gonna hit us with the doja cat black yeah first time in history four black women black four <laughs> Who the, who the fourth one? <laughs> Ciao. Oh, oh, God. So, yeah, no. So, Queen Cosmetics, um, I ordered some setting powder from them sometime last year, I believe. And 
um, the order was taking really long to get to me. I had actually forgotten that I ordered it until I, for real, for real, ran out of setting powder. So I shot her a message on Twitter and I was just like, hey, you know, just wanted to check on the order and make sure, you know, uh, it was still going to come or if I could possibly get like a tracking number or whatever. And instead of her to be like, damn, bitch, <laughs> I'm a um, small business. Can't you like be patient, motherfucker? Damn. You don't do this to, to nobody else. You don't do, if I was white. Yeah, she, she was just like hey i'm so sorry for the delay thank you so much for reaching out and she was just like don't worry your order will be coming i've been um working diligently to get as many orders as i can um i think she said something like she ended up taking she didn't realize just how many orders she was going to get and um she was like because you've been so patient um and nice like i'm gonna throw in an extra setting powder for you for free so um i got two setting powders i still haven't even finished the first one um but that is how you do customer service because it's like now I don't really mind ordering from her again. And you have to understand when you're starting a black business, you have to understand that there's always somewhere else I can go and get things quicker and same quality or better. If I'm coming on my way to support you, you have to make up for the ways that you're lacking and that I can get from a bigger business like some nail techs all right, you're usually going to be more expensive because you're solo, understandable. You usually can't take walk-ins because you're solo, understandable. You usually can't do pedicures because you're solo, understandable. So you need to make up for it by being very personable. When your client comes, be really friendly. Is there anything else I can get for you? You, you need some water, blah, blah, blah. If they need to reschedule and they give you a reasonable amount of time, be, work with them. Be flexible with them. Okay, sure. I can move your deposit to this date. Not well. You gonna have to pay another deposit. Um, and I don't do uh, cancellations. You gotta give me a three month in advance cancellation. Like, come on, dude. Cause mm -hmm. I can go to the Asian shop and walk in that day, get a manicure and a pedicure, and it's gonna be good quality. So, and it's gonna be cheaper. So if I'm gonna come to you and spend more money and spend more time, and and another thing, if you're a nail tech, <laughs> do soak offs. That is part of your job. How can you be telling people you don't do a soak off? You gotta come. You're with a nail, nail tech. Come with your nails painted. Come with your nails done already. If I go to another nail shop to get my nail soak off, I might as well stay in that chair and let them go ahead and do the rest of my manicure. So start doing soak offs, please. It's part of your job. And I don't understand how their black hairstylists telling black people with 4C hair, 4B hair, that they cannot do their hair. That's the point of you being a black hairstylist is to do black hair. How Just can you tell me that. to be coming to your appointment already, already detangled? Then what am I paying you for, paying my dear? For? Uh... Somebody on Twitter said, find you a hairstylist that does not mind doing hair. And that's pretty much the model when you're looking for a hairstylist. If if I start seeing too many things you don't do, I'm just going to click out of your thing. I'm exactly. not even going to waste my time. time. You don't want to wash hair. You don't want to comb hair. Like, what do you want to do then? <laughs> Invest. It's one thing if you're not licensed, but at least take the time to learn the craft because licensed hairstylists know how to wash hair and all that stuff. And if you're licensed and you're, and you're saying that you're not going to do that, well, bless your heart. So. And like black businesses, like understand that black people are looking for you guys. Like we're we searching, want we want to support businesses. you guys. We want to have all of our beauty services, all of our medical stuff. Like we want to be with black people because we feel like you, you all will, will understand and advocate for us in certain situations. So please like just get better customer service. That's all we ask for. And shout out to the black owned businesses that are um, delivering great yes. customer service. Um, I've noticed that restaurants, black restaurants, usually you do get good customer service um, hey. and they're, they're usually nicer 
than um, beauty services, I guess I'd say. Except for Jamaican restaurants. Please continue to be rude because we need that good food. Thank the food you. smacks when they're mean. <laughs> if you're, yeah, if you go to a Jamaican spot and they're too And they're nice, nice walk out. The Just food might out. not slap. No, the menu needs to be raggedy. <laughs> the place needs to look run down. They need to have nothing left. And the lady, when she, when she comes to you, she, she just needs to have an attitude like her fucking husband just left her the night before. Yeah. <laughs> they need to tell you they ran out of everything but still managed to give you what exactly, you ordered. That's exactly. how you know the food gonna slap. <laughs> <laughs> so this next segment, guys, is called African versus Black American. Oh, so we literally see this topic on Twitter every two to three days, it seems <laughs> like. Oh, of either it will be a black person, man, Africans think they're much better than us, blah, 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 or it'll be an African person. In second grade, black people called us booty scratchers. African booty scratchers. And da, 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 da. Oh, my God. So what are y'all thoughts on the African versus black American battle, and how do you think we can finally dead this topic, like, once and for all? I think it's stupid. Um, people who are still, like, crying about things that were said to them in the first grade i'm like dude like please and i'm like everybody was ignorant in the first grade like people were stupid people said stupid things like you have to get over that um and then i'm sorry the black people who like oh y'all feel like y'all are better than no you feel like we're i feel like that's an internal thing you feel like we're better than you because I, I mean people will just be minding their business and, and they like, hear y'all go oh y'all think oh y'all think oh all that i saw one tweet saying that um a lot of africans are taking up all the positions at school like it was up, this oh, one yeah. school specifically and this guy was like oh it's supposed to be a um a HBCU. hbcu and a lot of like nigerians he said Nigerians yeah, which, specifically I'm were confused. taking some of the like teaching positions i'm confused like, because what? i didn't i thought we were still black we're still black i think people need to learn how to differentiate like race ethnicity and, race and nationality like mm-hmm. all those things are different things so like y'all need we to are kinda, all black you can be a black ghanaian a black jamaican a black nigerian you're still black yeah so i was just like you know if, if you want those positions then didn't then work hard for them, to be do, more, them right. do more than what you're doing that's not our fault that you're not doing what you want to do in life like you have the same we're like you said we're all black so we have all the ne- the negatives against us just like you do mm-hmm. so if you want to be higher up work hard that's not my fault and you're not gonna blame that on me that's your own insecurity period and I think to piggyback on that, um, as far as like my thoughts on the whole battle, I think it's an, it's unfortunate that it's a battle, but I do want to be realistic and say like we are different. Like we do have differences. Like mm-hmm. African Americans and Black Americans are different. We have different cultures. So I think it's kind of like um, naive to say like okay, I like you know this this like this whole battle is like you know just dumb. And yes, it is dumb. It is dumb. But, but... I do feel like you know we do have our things that make us different and i think that it's important that we both learn about both cultures and i feel like that's that's taking place i think it's just like a few people who were still like stuck into that you know blacks versus africans because i feel like in in the most recent years like Afrobeats have popped up everywhere and i feel like mm-hmm. uh, black americans are really loving the african culture even though way back when they called us african booty scratchers i think now they're kind of like you know trying to be more a part of our culture so um you know i think that it's it's definitely it's gonna take time but i think it's 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 happening and i think that's all we can ask for right now i agree i think there's obviously differences between a black american and a nigerian but like i said a moment ago you're you're still black black american black nigerian black jamaican so 
rather than um, creating a battle per se, it needs to just be learning about each other's uh, perspectives and each other's cultures. And I mean, yeah, realistically, there were a lot of black people that it was more than just African booty scratcher. It was a lot of like, oh, you know, you you stink or you, big no, big you mouth, have big, big nose or you know, what yeah. kind of ugly ass name is that? Exactly. And, you it know, was really harsh, actually. It, it, was, it was a lot of stuff. Like, oh, what kind of food is that? Uh, that shit look that nasty. Like, yeah. That shit stank. Yeah, it was a lot of stuff. And then, but you now know, y'all are chomping jollof fries and Megan is saying that she's eating suya with her trick. Like, come on. like. So, yeah, it's, it wasn't just African booty scratch, but I mean, I personally, I'm over whatever it was. And then, yeah, it was some Africans back then, too, like, that definitely made a distinction of, like, ugh, I'm not black. I'm African. No, it was like, even Africans saying that they were they were trying to be, they black. Trying to be black. They didn't want yeah, to be African. So yeah, that's the fun. That's too. even funnier when you see all these Africans who, who now are, are look, yeah, who, or who now look African. at, because I get this thing where a lot of people think that maybe you're not Nigerian enough because if you don't know, you know, if you don't know your native language or, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, you feel like, oh, maybe I'm not Nigerian enough because other people and make I think you feel that's like that. another thing too like in, like you know I think within the African community I think people still kind of like there's okay, a like, battle of I'm who's more African yeah who's more African yeah. but then some of those ones who are so it's good you take pride in who you are you should I'm very proud to be Nigerian but some of those people are the ones who didn't even want to be considered mm-hmm. they wanted to go by their English name yes. when they were I don't even have an English name but they wanted to go by their English name when they were younger yeah. but now all of a sudden oh no you call me Chukwu Mecca not, <laughs> not, not Nelson or call well, me yeah. <laughs> or, or they would try to tweak their Nigerian name to sound cool or your um, name is not Sean. It's soon. Like, what are you? Or your name is not. Oh, what Nina? It's <laughs> Nena. Naoma. Like, it's not like. Like, please. Or Nika. It's Naka. Like, yes. please yeah, stop all this. Nika. It's like, girl. Oh, your name Nika. Like, please get out. <laughs> no, I think that's a good point. There were people that either a were like i'm not i'm not african i mean i'm not black i'm african or they were like i'm they were african as hell or they were and they were like mm-hmm. hey, i'm black i'm black so you just have to realize we were all ignorant we all just didn't really understand exactly what was going right. on like 16 17 18 like that's really young so you can't expect someone to have like just all this knowledge of how to behave so now that black Americans are more willing to learn about African culture, allow them to do that. Allow them to start finding, uh, you know, their roots and stuff. Because to be honest, we take a lot of, um, we do a lot of things that's in black American culture as well. A lot of the music we listen to, black American music. I mean, a lot of the foods that we eat eat and stuff like that. So we take from both cultures and it's time to just kind of like let the battle rest. And I I think sometimes black Americans kind of think that when we say, okay, our culture is different, we're trying to say that they don't have culture. No, y'all have culture. Y'all it's have just different. Y'all have a lot of culture. Right. Well, what do you think white people are stealing from? Exactly. So, exactly. Um, y'all definitely have a culture. So, and y'all should be take pride in it. Absolutely. So, you know, it's 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 not it's to not be negative. It's not it's not it's not anything negative, but it's just we are different. It's That's just, just what it is. Yeah. So, um, do you feel like it's important to make that distinction about yourself? Because sometimes, like, um, people don't like if you don't have like, I guess, obvious African features or maybe if somebody that's black American, they don't, you know how as an African, you can kind of tell like when you see another Yeah, I know. Like, some, I'm like, yeah, he's, oh, African. he's African. <laughs> but like a black American, they usually can't tell unless you tell them. So do you find it in, like necessary to make a distinction? Like, no, I'm Nigerian. Or do you just go by black? Like in your day to day... I think other people find it important. I don't. I, I, like, don't, I mean, first of all, it's obvious it's, it's my, by my name that... I mean, there's no me getting away from it. I mean, yeah. I, honestly, for me, I've 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 had a lot of experience where, like, I'm I'm in an African setting with Africans. Oh, I'm 
probably, I don't know, but I've had Africans say, oh, I didn't know you were Nigerian. I'm just like, mm-hmm. what the fuck am I here for then? Like, I'm I, I'm in Southwest Farmer's Market, like, buying, <laughs> buying food. Yeah. Like, what do you think I'm here for? Like, so it's like, I think other people find it important to place that on you or to know for themselves versus, like, me going out saying, well, I'm Nigerian. I'm not, like, black. I'm not. Yeah, first of know. all, that's stupid. Like, what am I going around saying that for? It's exactly. just like, it's, it's too much, but I do get offended. There are some people, like, present day, like, that, do find that that, like, that do want a different yeah stuff. i'm yeah. african i'm, I'm not, not black it's like i think a lot you of are our, black our, our, uh, like a, a lot of the parents probably find find more of a value in in like differentiating that but mm-hmm. i think our generation we kind of just don't mm-hmm. um so yeah. i mean i do get annoyed though when um people tell me i don't look african yeah, i'm like i don't like, even what know what what the what the like? hell is that supposed to look yeah. like like what is that even yeah. is that supposed to be i'm supposed to be feel good about that like oh okay i don't look no like yeah. i look Ni- i mean i'm nigerian like i mean i i really cannot lie i will be honest like back in the day when being nigerian w- was not the cool thing and was not this not like and was not like popular or was not you know praised when mm-hmm. people say that i i, I I will feel like a little bit like, okay, good. Like, I don't, I don't look yeah. African or whatever. But now I'm just like that. You know, of course, like like B said, we were all young and young yeah. and we were formulating like a idea of who we are and like what it means to be black and Nigerian. So I think that, you know, nowadays that's definitely not a compliment. That's definitely me. an insult. It's like, okay, <laughs> whoopie-doo. I don't take it as an insult or a compliment. I just, it is what it is at face value. It like, is it, what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> I either look African to you or I don't like a lot of actually at work. I just had someone probably, I think it was February. Um, this one lady that I work with, the one whose desk you sat at when mm-hmm. you came work with me, she was like, Hey, I've been trying to figure out, like, I can't quite tell, like, are you Nigerian or, and I was like, yeah, she was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Because like, I see your last name in the email, but it's not like the most like, obvious nigerian last name and then i'm like okay maybe you're maybe you're black or maybe one parent is nigerian or something I'm like no i'm uh, yeah i'm nigerian she's like, oh, okay cool so like a said some people just like for their own curiosity they like yeah. have to make a distinction when really it's not it's not a big deal um but i do think like earlier when i said like people's fear of being associated with less than i feel like that's kind of where some africans feel the need to the to make that distinction because um you know, like black Americans are portrayed as like less than in America. So I feel like some Africans, like a said, the older ones come and they're like, you know, yeah, I'm not black. I'm, I'm African. So that's kind of where that stems from. Um, next question. Do you guys feel like your black American friends are receptive of your culture and are you receptive of theirs? You kind of touched on it already, but, um, both, both questions. Yes. And if they weren't, we wouldn't be friends. Yeah, I agree. That's simple. <laughs> yep, that's simple. Do you find yourself befriending more Nigerians and and or Africans as you get older or like less or a mixture? As I get older, definitely more because I think when I was younger, I didn't I didn't start having African um Nigerian friends until probably saw a freshman year of high school. I think before then I always had like Asian friends or like mm-hmm. uh, black American friends, but I never really had, I really probably didn't have, I had a couple from church, but like outside of church, like in school and stuff, I didn't have any, any Nigerian friends until high school. So I think that as I've gotten older, I've definitely befriended a lot more um, at Nigerians than, you know, than I did before. 
pretty much the same for me. I definitely have befriended more as I've gotten older. I think um, it hasn't been an... Um, conscious thing is just kind of like that's just where I've gravitated and I've learned right. a lot more about my own culture from other Africans uh Nigerians specifically that I've befriended so it's been a pretty cool thing and I've met a lot of like black Americans who hang with quite a few Nigerians and they um are kind of almost immersed in the culture as well see you have anything to add y'all said everything I was thinking Alrighty, guys. So this last segment is the shout out segment. Um, swamp chicken. Okay. Um, let me start that over. Alrighty, guys. So this last segment is a shout out segment. We like to try to uh, highlight local businesses in the Houston area. So first, I want to give a shout out to Swamp Chicken. Uh, it's a restaurant. It's in Richmond, Texas, right now. But I know that they are opening a location in Third Ward, I believe. Mm-hmm and Missouri City. They have like Cajun food, really, really good food. And one of their signature dishes is um, their chicken sandwich and their um, boudin stuffed chicken wings. You guys got to try them out. The food is immaculate. Um, Their Instagram is swampchicken underscore HTX. Um, I would like to shout out Meals by Mel. Um, She is a caterer and her food is chef's kiss um you can follow her on instagram at underscore meals by mail i'd like to shout out erica o she is a designer event planner um interior decorator in houston texas um she's very good with helping people who are on a budget to optimize their design ideas and their design wants and needs and her instagram is at erica e-r-i-c-a-o-o-h Alrighty, guys, that concludes episode two, Blackout. Thank you so much for listening to the GIST podcast. Y'all take care.